Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Astrologer Bill Atride Radio Show. I'm Bill Atride, and this is our second show in 2024, and uh, sort of a continuation of what we did last time in the first show of the season. I did an overview of the general conditions in 2024 and, and beyond, and I We'll probably be doing that again as we keep going through this year. Um, but I was hoping to get to some of the more particular indicators for national charts and leaders last, uh, last time, and we didn't do that. So I'm going to pick up where we left off and continue now looking at 2024 um, and begin by looking at uh, the United States chart and also the two contenders uh, for the 2024 election, the principal contenders as of now, Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Um, and then having some time hopefully left at the end there, well, after that, we'll take a look maybe at Ukraine and Russia and maybe Israel and Iran and China and North Korea and uh, all these things to take a look at. There's many, and I, I probably won't get to them all today, so I'm sure there's a third and or fourth show coming up here when to go through all these mundane worldly astrology indicators that, that I'm talking about here. Um, and then in the second half of the show, I'll open up the airwaves and call upon all you waiting there. Uh, and, and you may have a question for me about the show. We can talk about something that I brought up in the show that you want to have some uh, clarity on or go with, look at it from another angle, perhaps. Or you may want to talk about your chart or someone else's chart. And in it, whatever it may be, I uh, just want to call upon you. I'll probably mention the area code so you know I'm calling on people in that area code. And so hopefully you pick up your ears and pay attention then and know that I'm calling on you. Uh, and then just give me your first name. That's all I need. And if you are looking to look at your chart or someone else's chart, all I would need, of course, is a date of birth and a place of birth. And that provides a wealth of information. But if you have time of birth, then I can be much more specific, both in terms of the interpretation of, the, of your birth chart or their chart, as well as the, uh, what, the timing of the chart and what's happening in it. And if you wish to reach me uh, for any reason, you can always email me. It's my name, Bill Atride, B-I-L-L-A-T-T-R-I-D-E, at gmail.com. And perhaps you have questions about astrology and want to look for books to read in astrology or spiritual books or metaphysical books or what have you. Or or maybe you want to get a reading with me, which is what I do Monday through Saturday is uh, see clients here and uh, on Zoom and on the phone. Uh, I have a very busy practice, but I'm always uh, taking on new clients, but also servicing all my ongoing existing clients. And I'm very grateful for each and every one of them. Um, it's what I love to do. Um, much more than this, so I love doing this too. <laughs> I just love working with people one on one and helping them because it's what I was, uh, what my chart shows I was here to do. So I'm glad to do that. Um, so again, um, I will I'll talk away here for about 20, 25 minutes or so, maybe something like that. And then we'll segue into the second half of the show uh, where we'll try to cover as much ground as we can in this show and probably failing to get to all those nations, which I know we won't get to all those nations and world leaders. We'll do another show probably here coming up in early February, maybe another one in February to sort of uh, complete this part of 2024's overview. Okay. So, um, and again, in terms of any major things going on right now, we just we just had a, a full moon, which is always powerful. It's a full moon in Leo, so 
the moon and sun and Aquarius, moon and Leo. But there are no major things happening in the near future here. We don't have a Mercury retrograde until April 1st. And right before that, we're going to have a lunar eclipse uh, at the end of March. But there's no great, great things to be made aware of, though. There's always stuff happening out there and planets lining up, whether in the heavens uh, and making configurations that we all are subject to in some form or other, um, or in one's own individual chart, um, there can be things happening that certainly make it a notable period. So, so let's take a look, um, and let's take a look at the general astrological conditions for 2024, which we did on our last show. So I thought today we would turn our attention to specific charts. And, and though there are a number of ways to approach mundane or worldly astrology uh, for an understanding of world history, one of the most common is to treat organizations, whether they be community-based or political formations or corporate entities, nations or international organizations, to treat them just like we would any human individual with their chart. So we begin at the beginning of an organization, which is its own corporation or announcement or a significant event, and we create a birth chart for it. Then we analyze its inherent nature and consider the timeline of its development through its natal progressions and transits, just like we would with an individual's chart. So let us begin with the chart of the USA, which we have done many, many times before every year and during the year we take a look at that chart and see what's going on. But let's look at the chart of the USA and then the two leading candidates for president in the 2024 election, which are Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Uh, we did a show back on September 17th, 2023, where I did look ahead at 2024 for the USA chart and at both charts of the candidates. And if you wish to review that show, the transcript was published on my blog on September the 20th. And you could just read that to refresh your memory about that. But some of what I'm going to say then will be a review of what I said then, but I'm definitely going to add to that first look as well. The primary indicator of where the USA is in 2024 is shaped by where it is within the progressed sun-moon cycle of approximately 29 years. 2024 will be the year in which the USA has its ninth new moon which will indicate a time when a seed is planted and a new infusion of inspiration and energy will begin to inform its journey. This new moon will occur on March 24th, 2024. Not that the date matters, but that's the date. And it occurs at 19 degrees and 26 minutes of Pisces, which astrologers will commonly round up to be 20 degrees of Pisces. In my practice with individuals, I will often refer to what are called the Sabian symbols to interpret a new or full moon for a client. And the Sabian symbol for this new moon degree is this, a table set for an evening meal. Now, that might seem a rather odd, <laughs> not very relevant image, but with symbolic languages, we must remember to stretch our minds and hearts to move beyond mere appearances and look deeply into the significance of a scene or image. So an evening meal implies the end of the day, which indicates we are at the end of a cycle 
even though this is referring to a new moon, to a seed being planted, it is really about the meaning or understanding of an ending too. So for us in the USA, we will find ourselves at a moment where we are to experience the results, what comes to us at the end of a cycle, enjoying or facing what we have provided for ourselves by our own efforts. Spiritually, it would significant Spiritually, it would signify, I believe, that after a long day, after a series of moments for the USA, which in our case may mean since the last new moon in 1994, or truly going back to the beginning of 1776, that we are now to experience our return to our soul or spiritual roots, our return to our spiritual source or home, our return to our foundations. I would see this as a sign that we are being guided to remember and to return to the integral agreement of our founding, to our Declaration of Independence, and perhaps equally to our second founding after the Civil War and Lincoln's memorable restatement of who and what we are. The way I like to frame this is that the USA was founded upon a compact and a pledge to be guided by a fundamental principle that we, the people of the United States, would seek to fulfill our livelihoods and dreams, that our individual happiness would only be made possible by our mutual understanding that we are to be one another's means for self-fulfillment, that each one of us belongs to and finds our fulfillment through many communities. And by holding these together as the fields of our mutual self-realization, it is by our fellowships that we forge our union so that our livelihoods are made and sustained, that we hold as our central truth that in the end, what we hope and wish for, which is that we all should be able to pursue our happiness, means that what unites the vast majority of us is far deeper and much wider than what divides us or by those who seek to divide us. I would also argue that given this central theme that is America, that those who seek to divide us from one another, who pit us against them, will continuously lose the support of the vast majority of Americans, and that this is exactly what has happened since 2018 with the so-called MAGA movement. MAGA, and a greater portion now of the Republican Party, keeps losing elections up and down the ballot as it did in 2018 and again in 2020 and in 2022 and in 2023. And the more they lose, the more their leader doubles down on his principal vision witnessed in his words and deeds that strive to divide Americans from one another. Trump whose claim to fame is that he is the greatest winner, continues to be the biggest loser. And I do not see that changing in 2024. With regards to the major transits in the USA chart, the most important one is the waxing square of Uranus to the USA moon. The moon in a national chart is said to rule or indicate the people. And Uranus is the planet that brings a quickening of individuality 
a stirring and stimulation of what I like to call the quintessence, which, is our, which in our example concerns the nature of the people of the United States of America. The USA has its moon in Aquarius, which means that the people of the USA are to be inspired and shaped by a firm belief in the specialness and uniqueness of each individual, group, and community, and by extension to the very notion of the USA as a whole. As our motto so succinctly puts it, out of many, one which means we celebrate our diversity as our strength, our collection of cultures and peoples as being what it means to be American, and that tolerance and understanding is what creates a community that, and a society where the individual flourishes, where our humanity and love for one another is the core principle for helping to make our dreams come true with and through one another. This is what de Tocqueville noted in his writings about America in the 19th century, that the character and strength of America was to be found in its voluntary associations of a people coming together to help one another. Of course, we have not realized that fuller dream of America, but it is the dream that we are here to become. It is by joining together, person to person, group to group, community to community, that we made what we are and holds our promise of what we aspire to be. We look to our seers, our artists, creators, and dreamers, but most especially to all those who do build and support communities to make this world better world that we imagine. And we look to our leaders to remind us of who we are, where we are, and what we must do to make our dreams come true. So let's look at the, what the planets say about Joe Biden and Donald Trump for 2024. I'm remembering to drink as I talk, <laughs> which is a good thing. Um, the planetary influences for Joe Biden and Donald Trump this year are both supportive and challenging. The progressions and transits in any chart will have a hierarchical dimension of effects that range downwards, moving from the spiritual plane to the mental, to the emotional, and finally to the physical body. With this in mind, we are all very aware that we are examining two rather older men, and the grueling journey of a presidential campaign, not to mention the demands of a four-year term in office, well, that should make us realize that it is not at all certain that either one of them will be able to weather such intense pressure this year or in the years to come. Nevertheless, let us see what is in store for them both this year. For Joe Biden... The most favorable influence in 2024 is the trine aspect by Neptune to both his sun and Venus. A trine aspect is 120 degrees or one third of the circle. Neptune holds the influence of the second quality of spirit that the entire universe is formed by and made from 
divine unconditional love. The sun in a chart of an individual represents the self, the pure potential of that person. Venus represents the personal values and the human expression of love for that person. Building through 2023 and climaxing here in 2024, there is a powerful influence that is shaping Joe Biden to be inspired by and guided in a spiritual attunement to a selfless and sacrificial purpose. Where he faces an opponent filled with anger and resentment, who promises revenge and retribution, Joe Biden is focused upon a path of compassion and healing and love. What is remarkable about this moment is that Joe Biden was born with Neptune in his chart so that it forms a sextile to both his Venus and to his son, and that Neptune's placement in his chart is in his 10th house of his public life and responsibilities. This is, in some sense, the very time in history that Joe Biden was made for. The most challenging influence in 2024 for Biden is Pluto squaring his moon. There is no doubt that this is a difficult energy. Pluto rules the power of the will and principally for an individual forms their capacity for self-control and determination of how they both preserve their own sacred space while equally respecting the sacred space of others. Biden will experience extraordinary pressure emotionally this year from family, from friends, and from the world around him, trying to bend and make him yield to their needs or wants or fears. Biden's challenge is to remain centered in his truth to his moral compass and to not listen to or be swayed by guilt or manipulation. Fortunately, once again, it is Neptune which will help him here. Because at the very same time that Pluto is squaring his moon, it will be making a trine to his Neptune. He will be inspired to be guided in his actions by his uppermost planet to stay on the path of true sacrifice and to understand that the root of all these negative energies around the world and of those directed at him, that they all originate from fear. By remaining faithful to his truth and path, he will not over or underreact, which is Pluto squaring the moon, but remain steadily purposeful to lead by the example of love. For Donald Trump, the most favorable influence in 2024, and it is by no means certain that it will be favorable, as I'll explain, it is being brought by Uranus moving into his 10th house of the public life, of one's career, of one's purpose and standing in society. Uranus is the planet of individuality, which is the incessant spiritual energy within each monad of the divine and that propels us to be an ever truer and freer expression and experience of who and what we are. I call Uranus the Awakener, as it brings about shocks and surprises that are meant to free the individual from their self-limitations, 
which may then close a path if it is no longer right and perhaps lead them to another path that is more significant or appropriate. Typically, Uranus brings about circumstances that break open and shake up things in order to free you. The key to knowing whether it will lead to freedom or not will depend upon what you bring to this moment, which is the character and quality of what you have done in the world and what your motivation is with regards to Uranus's message of freedom. When I first examined Trump's chart in depth back in 2016, I noted that one of his principal features was that he was born with Uranus next to and leading his son and opposite to his moon. This twofold alignment forges an individual who believes in their being exceptional, being an iconoclast, a breaker of icons. But because this disruptive energy influences both his essential nature, the sun, and his emotional being, the moon, he will be a person who is unpredictable, unstable, and more often than not, chaotic. There is no certainty with Uranus except to expect the unexpected. Uranus is returning to where it began in Trump's chart, and he, he will be reaping what he has made of his life and be faced with the consequences of his own making. The most challenging influence in 2024 for Trump is really a double transit to his ascendant, which is being formed by Neptune and Pluto, each of which is forming an inconjunct or 150 degree aspect to his ascendant with Neptune in his eighth house and Pluto from his fifth house. When two inconjuncts form together in this manner, it is called by astrologers a yod formation. The ascendant is your persona, the presence you have as you walk through time, as you make your journey through the eternal now. Here we have two, these two shapers of our journey, Pluto, the planet of the will and of self-control, and Neptune, the planet of unconditional love and sacrifice. Each of them is pushing and pulling on Trump's way of being, how he holds himself and presents himself to the world. So the challenge is twofold, to maintain self-control and neither be controlling or out of control, while at the same time being compassionate and sacrificial without playing the role of victim or martyr. This would be quite a challenge and achievement for any individual. But from what we have seen of Trump, he certainly seems unable to control himself, nor has he ever shown an ability to sacrifice himself. And this brings up another interesting indicator that I have not mentioned before, at least not publicly. There is another class of indications one can use to determine the meaning of various points in a chart, which may be especially relevant in the case of a well-known individual. Astrologers have studied the influence of what are called the fixed stars of our local space zodiac, with each such star holding various qualities of character that come with specific warnings too. 
In Trump's chart, a truly important star is right on his ascendant, on his presence in the world. It is the star Regulus, which is called the heart of the lion and the watcher of the north. And it is found in Trump's chart at 29 degrees of Leo, which is also Trump's ascendant. It is one of the great four or royal fixed stars, each of which endows a person with the potential to gain great success and to fulfill their ambitions, but only if that person faces and overcomes a particular nemesis. The nemesis that must be conquered here in the Star Regulus is revenge, which means that if you have the potential, that you will have the potential to gain great fame and fortune, but if you ever stoop to revenge, you may lose your power and your position in society. So we find ourselves here in 2024 with the gift of Regulus for Trump, which offers the blessing of being able to attain fame, power, and fortune. And with Pluto and Neptune triggering this degree, he may find his path to success being brought to an end by his inability to forgive or let go by his incapacity to feel for anyone other than himself. Okay. Um, there's a number of different aspects occurring in both Biden's chart and Trump's chart and the USA chart that perhaps we'll also turn to and look at in future episodes. Um, but I do see our time is, is precious and moving on. I need to turn to you, the audience, at some point here. So maybe what I'll just do is rather than going into any detail with these other worldly charts of countries and leaders, um, just point out um, a, sort of an overview, and then we'll come back and look at them in more detail for our next and future shows. So um, starting with Ukraine and Russia, and that means also looking at Zelensky's chart and uh, Putin's chart for Ukraine-Russia issue. We look at the country and the leader uh, in terms of understanding things. Um, what does 2024 hold and even looking to 2025? Um, I, it was going to be a very confusing year for Russia in 2023 with some pitfalls and mishaps in terms of misreading things. Uh, but as we move into 2024, it seems like the energies are turning where there's less confusion and disruption and more purposefulness and determination. Whereas for Ukraine, which seemed to be holding its own under, the, under some very difficult aspects, some really challenging aspects are showing up in the chart of Ukraine for 2024 and even moving into 2025. So as we take a deeper look at both of those charts, um, um, Russia and Ukraine, in a future episode, I'll dig more into what those indications might be. But I, I do think that things are not going to look too well for Ukraine, at least from this view, um, this overview. And if we look at the charts of the individuals leading these two countries, at Putin's chart and Zelensky's chart, 
Uh, Putin was under the similar influence that Russia was with a strong Neptune aspect last year that would have caused him to find that his efforts were being somewhat thwarted and, and sort of misdirected or misplaced. But in 2024, that is lifted and he's able to focus more on uh, achieving what he may wish to achieve, at least in the short term. Whereas Zelensky finds himself under tremendous pressure. Well, there's no question about that. And that pressure that's been here in 2023 remains the same in 2024. So it's not letting up for him whatsoever. And I'll have to look ahead to see how 2025 looks both in his chart and, and Putin's chart in that future show. But um, it looks to me that the war, war between Ukraine and Russia is going to be rather difficult for Ukraine next year. Um, and given what current news reports have been indicating, that seems to be no great surprise to me or probably to you. Um, if we then look another major player on the world stage that we'll go into more detail with um, in, 20, in our next show or future shows, um, China and Xi Jinping. Um, in 2023, uh, there's been a, a great disruption of, of value questions in China because of a transit of Uranus over their Venus. Uh, and for Xi, um, really in 22 into 23, he has taken a knock in terms of his confidence and self-assurance and questioning uh, what he is doing here. And it may lead to him during 2024 to continue to pivot in terms of what he's doing. But there may be some kind of shakeup coming to the question of the security or stability or the land in China in 2024 as the planet Uranus, that, that planet that shakes things up, um, moves into the fourth house of China, which is the root of the chart and where we come from, but also literally loots the land. Um, and I know one of the big problems we all know that has occurred in China of late is this very great, vast real estate and building bubble that they're trying to work their sway off of. And with all that debt hanging over them, uh, a couple of big failures there could really um, cause great difficulty for them. Um, so it looks... Um, it looks was this this last year was somewhat challenging. There are looks like more challenges to come that could lead to um, some kind of a reckoning and re realignment for for China in terms of their security and stability, especially as regards to their foundations in 2024. Um, and then right next door, of course, we always want to take a look at you know, this is popping up in the news: North Korea and Kim Jong Un. Uh, and this last year. Um, he's been at a moment in his own life where he's looking at the dreams he has of his life and seeing how dreams have come true and dreams have not come true. He's going through his midlife crisis, Kim, uh, which happens to all of us when we reach our late 30s, early 40s. Um, but of course, being a world leader, it's playing out on the world stage. Um, and so he's struggling with how can I realize the dreams I have for myself and perhaps for my nation? Uh, and it's uncertain as to what to do. So he may be throwing out very mixed signals as, re as a result of that. Um, and I, I think we'll get through 2024 without any great difficulty coming from that quarter. But I do look to 2025 to be much more of a challenging year because that is the year when the planet Pluto becomes much more active in his chart, going over his Venus, going over Saturn, uh, Pluto going over the Venus of North Korea as well. So there's a lot of alignments coming 
2025 that would definitely give us pause. But of course, that's we're, we're not even close to that yet. We've got a whole another year to go. Um, and again, uh, just a quick look at what's happening here with Israel uh, and Netanyahu um, and with Hamas. And with Hamas, it's much harder to to do because it's not a nation state per se. It's an organization founded and declared to be in being by a certain date, which people might commonly use, but is that the real date to use? We're always wondering. So we can be much more certain about what's happening in Israel's chart and certainly with uh, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu's chart. Um, and I guess the principal influence that is hanging over Israel, both in 2023 and 2024 uh, and then something changes here in 24, um, is that the planet Neptune, which rules the possibility of dissolving boundaries and moving to a wider understanding of whatever we're encountering, but always when it's working, that dissolving function and moving to a wider, more encompassing realm, we go through a period between the old reality, the old understanding, and the new, and that in-between place we all call confusion. And so there is a great deal of confusion this year, last year, and this year in Israel. And it's affecting their Jupiter, the planet that rules truth, the planet that rules our belief systems, whether they be scientific or spiritual or religious or legal. We know the big, the big legal controversies that were there in Israel in 2023 in terms of uh, trying to push through a change in, in the legal system in Israel that brought about tremendous protests. And people questioning, you know, what is our truth? What is, what is the way we're supposed to be? And that question continues to reverberate down into 2024 for Israel. So they're still um, very confused, is what I would say, um, confused about truth and what is true. And then what is coming in 2024, which was not there in 2024, is Israel is a Taurus. Um, and the planet Uranus has been moving through Taurus for a number of years now. And next year is the year, or this year, I'm sorry, this year, 24, is the, the, that Uranus is on Israel's sun, uh, which it's never had before. Um, you know, and so this is the first time it's an exact conjunction to the sun. And every time Uranus touches the sun, we get shook up and we are made to go through a shock that leads to a, a breakthrough and a breaking down and, and, and release of new potentials, ultimately. But it can make for a, a great period, again, of uncertainty. And uh, that could lead to, again, a great sense of vulnerability. But it also can be a surprising time where what was not possible, not even conceivable, suddenly becomes normalized and, and things change in very quick order. So um, there, it, it, in a way, a shock is going to be delivered by Israel as well as be received by Israel is what it seems to me is in the offing. Um, and then looking at Bibi's chart, um, he has been, he has had the planet Neptune forming an alignment to both his Mars, his planet of desire, action, and thrust in life, and to his sun. It's, it's like what Trump has with the, the Yod formation. Neptune's lining up to Mars in one place and the sun in the other. And so this, it's a twin influence. And Neptune, again, dissolves and, and sort of seemingly weakens whatever it's touching. As, as it were. And Mars is your vitality. So there's definitely a draining of vitality and desire and direction and, and misdirection in, in Netanyahu's life in 2023. And that's also affecting his vitality and his sense of himself and his assuredness in himself. And that continues here 
into 2024 with Neptune continuing to line up with his son. So it's a two-year process of um, sort of, uh, you know, being not sure of oneself and uncertain of things, which then others probably take advantage of. Um, and or, or one feels oneself not to be fully present in whatever one is doing and therefore sends out mixed messages. But again, we'll, we'll take a look at all of these charts and, and some others that we haven't had, don't have enough time to do today, and I'll go into more depth with these matters and consider what's there um, in a future show, okay? Um, I also just wanted to go back and just remind us of the importance of, um, for the USA about this new moon that's taking place in, in, in March of 2024, and just remind us that this happens every 29 years or so. So again, the last new moon in our chart, in the USA chart, was 1994, and before that was 1965, and before that was 1935, and so on. So it happens repeatedly, but it's an interesting way of looking at periods in the USA's life in terms of themes that may be released and then develop in the course of those 29 years. And so what's happening now, we're at the ending of what's been going on since 94 and moving into a new epoch here, era here from 20, 2024 onwards. Um, but it's an interesting way of sort of, sort of framing and characterizing an era in American history just by these progressed moons. And then the full moons happening, um, you know, uh, maybe like, you know, 12, uh, to 14, 15 years later. So interesting enough with, with that series of, of new moons in the USA chart, um, the new moon of 1994 reached its climax in 2008, which of course was the meltdown and breakdown of whatever has been pursued since 94, which was the collapse of our economy uh, and world economy, really. And then the previous one was 1965, uh, was the seed being planted, leading to the full moon, which was 79, which again was a, a year of debacle and falling apart also in many ways in terms of inflation and stagflation in America. So these new moons and full moons sort of have our bookends of sort of framing periods and eras in our country that uh, I would like to look at in more depth at a future show as well with you all. So anyways, with all that in mind, um, let me... Let me get a drink of water or maybe a sip of tea here again. And let me put my other notes away and whatnot and, um, and turn to those of you that are hanging on here waiting to speak with me today. Um, and uh, let me see. So I've got um, a person in area code 561. Um, uh, and I'm going to call upon you first. And again, when I call upon you, I'll, I'm, as I said, I'm, I'm saying the area code. So maybe you already picked up your ears. So area code 561. And when you get on with me, just, just give me your first name, if you will. And if you've called in before, then I can look for your chart in my database already. If you haven't called in before, then I'll need at least your birth date um, and place of birth. And if you have it, your time of birth. Okay. All right. So here we go. 561, you're on with Bill. Who's this? Hi, Bill. Hello. Stacy. Hi. Could you hear me? Hi. This is Stacy. I I, 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 I hear uh, you fine. Yes, Stacy. Hi. Oh. I, but okay. Stacey, I have, I have several Stacys. So you have to tell me which Stacy you are. Um, oh, okay. December twenty-sixth. 
Okay, there you are. Good. Thank you. They're all they're all lined up. All the Stacys are there. I've got it listed alphabetically, so that's not too hard. So, fine. Um, how are you doing today, Stacy? Well, I guess I'm looking forward to watching the football. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I want Ken. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I mean, I'm just what I'm worried about is because I've been out of work since the end of November, like you said, there were Uranus retrograde and I was affected because my okay. job closed down. Yeah, my job uh. closed down. You know what I mean? We got there and they told us, I guess they didn't have the funds and they got to close down. And I was at that job for almost a year and the other one for three years. So both places mm-hmm. closed down and now it's challenging trying to find something, you know, and it's already like I you know, I'm just worried. You know, I went on an interview Friday, and one place says, well, you haven't found anything. What have you been doing since since you have been out of work the end of November? I said, well, I guess um, interviewing, but places, it's holiday season, and I guess, you know, they didn't get yeah. back to me uh, that fast. So, I mean, that sure, was like, sure. I, I, well, they didn't. I don't know if I got that, but I don't think so, because they said they would have called me, like, Friday afternoon and so far nothing. Okay. So, so, you're, so you're looking for hopeful indicators in regard to um, getting, a, getting a new job, of course, or finding a new job and starting a new job. That's what you're looking for, right, is the question? Keeping one, yeah. And get, well, yeah, keeping like, one, that would be nice. Uh, um, um, well, again, that the principal timekeeping elements in a chart um, are are that is that progressed moon, which shows where we're being asked to be open and flexible and making change in our life, and it has been in your chart for some time now in what we call the house of hopes and dreams, but it's really the house of friendships, companionships, and community, uh, and that means it's, it is most important during a time like this for you to realize that. Uh, no matter where I am in my life, certainly a means to finding uh, a possible opportunity is not just through looking at the classified ads or going to a headhunter, but working uh, my network of friends that I've had in previous jobs and people who know me or just friends in general, putting the word out there. And that's even more true for someone like you because the ruler of your 10th house of the career, which is your 10th house is ruled by Venus, your Venus is in the 11th house, which is the house of friendship. Um, so it would mean it's important that I know people to get a job and, it's, and, and the people I know in my job become maybe friends and vice versa, it goes back and forth. So it is a means to, to finding friend, to getting a job is by working my network of former associates, colleagues, or just my friends in general. That would certainly fit. Um, the good news, though, in terms of the major outward timekeeper, which is that planet Saturn, um, you've had, as you know, for the last couple of years, um, and it's been really, um, really all of 20, part of 22, but really all, really all of 23 and 24, uh, and probably, and let me think about this, yeah, probably 22, 23, 24, you've had Saturn moving through your second house, which is the house of value self-worth, and in our kind of culture, our house of money and income. And whenever Saturn's here, we're going to face tests. 
And why are we being tested? Well, maybe we didn't do something we should have done, and now it comes back to bite us. Maybe we're learning a lesson that we have to keep on developing our skills and refining our techniques and abilities so that we're relevant to the changing times we're in. There are many different lessons it brings, but no one is no one usually is clicking their heels together and saying yippee about my economic life when Saturn's in their second house. They're trying to either hold on to what they've got, and they're being asked to rework what they have in terms of their abilities to make a living. The good news is Saturn has left that house. Um, uh, and, and so you, 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 yeah. So the indication would be, um, but understand it didn't leave that house. If we're working with an exact time of birth, we're using 6:18 AM for you. So that sounds pretty exact. Saturn didn't leave that house until January 24th. We're talking four days ago. <laughs> so, wow. so, okay. And, and, and then, of course, you have your Jupiter, which is, you know, just there also um, in, in, in your ninth house. So opposite to this position, Saturn has been opposite your Jupiter all year long, which has definitely been taxing and tiresome. And it finishes going over, it went finishing, finished going over your Jupiter on January 26th. So what I would say is that starting uh, this coming week, um, whatever efforts you're making might prove to be have, bring about better results. And that what you've been faced with over the last you know, couple of years, and certainly this last year, was having to tighten your belt and then tighten your, tighten your belt again and then take out a, a, a nail and, and make it cut a new hole in your belt yet again. It was, it was really, mm-hmm. you know, learning, learning to live with less. Um, that, that energy form is lifted, okay? And so there's every reason to hope or believe that better times are ahead for you in your economic life or livelihood, okay? That's what I would, in, I would think would happen now, okay? Um, moreover, we always look to, well, where's the good stuff coming? Where's, where's the benefit coming into my life? Where's, where's fortune, good fortune, good luck coming in my life? Um, and that's usually indicated by the planet Jupiter, which shows where there's growth and expansion happening. Um, and actually, beginning here in February, in February 9th, Jupiter goes into your fifth house once again. And it means this is a time when you're expanding and stretching your ability to be a leader or be uh, someone who takes charge of things for the next many months. But really, when we get to May, in end of May 2024, Jupiter then gets into your sixth house. That's the house of work itself. And that usually means my working conditions, I'm really working a lot, and I'm maybe enjoying my work more. And so there's a great growth of work experiences or work results happening for me. That doesn't kick until the end of May, though. But before then, we do have this release that Saturn has moved on from going over your, your, your um, in your second house for these last several years. So, wow. I I think I think things should be better. I do um, is what I'm what I'm getting from that. Okay. Um, yeah. So it sounds like I may have a stepping stone, like in February, sometime like something temporary and then in may i'll find something situated where i feel like i belong meeting you know sure. and everything or, or, 
Yeah, or that temporary job becomes not temporary. They say, well, we're, we're hiring you full-time now. And so whatever it is, there's a, yeah, a step process of opportunity coming and then really becoming much more secure in that work realm. Exactly. Yeah, and, and that's spring, like May, the end of May is spring, su- summer. So spring is, you know, everything is in bloom. But, um, yeah, so it just it seems like the waiting part is just a little, it's the hardest part, and it just seems like yeah. it's just, it, before you know it, it'll be gone and, he, you know, gone before you know it. But, yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, well, it's been a I, challenge. Yeah, 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 I, I, yeah I, would, I, I would hope that you're, you're going to be in a much better shape. Um, come, you know, it's, it should already be happening. Again, this just shifted. So there may be even things that you find are different or better for you, even in the next weeks here. Okay, that's what we would hope. Um, and let me just look again. Uh, Anything else that sort of come, because I looked at the big ones, Jupiter, Saturn, Progress, Moon, um, Uranus is okay, and Neptune. Yeah, I don't, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't be feeling these better effects coming along very shortly, okay? Um, so just, wow. just keep with it, keep doing what you're doing, but you know, know that even though I'm doing the same thing, I'm not in the same environment, so the results will be different now. Okay? Uh, yeah, I just held on to these jobs. They weren't perfect because I didn't want to look for a job. So I held on to them till the very end because I want to have an income. And right now it's been, you know, unemployment doesn't pay a lot. And, you know, my social life takes effect because I don't, you know, you don't have the money to go out and socialize. Because sure, it's, sure. it's very hard, you know. Yes, yeah, I, 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 I understand. Watch, yeah, yeah, you. I, I'd love to watch the the football out at a sports bar, but I have to. I can't do that now, so it's it's yeah. limited to like you know, going out yeah. and this and that. So it's, well, well, you still need to you still need to have. Again, your friends are an important source for you, so. Even if you can't go out to a bar, going to a friend's house, they're coming to your house, and just to be together with one another, you could find, don't cut yourself off from those connections, which might be a vehicle or means by which you find a, a, a lead on a new job. So don't, don't oh, be yeah, like too a, with, a friend. Don't, yeah. yeah, a friend of mine, yeah. I keep in touch with him. He was at my last two jobs, and he's so upset. Mm-hmm. He's trying to find work he's in the same predicament I was and he was upset because all of a sudden this and he's getting rejected also so we said if we ever find a job we'll tell the other person hey you got a job and then get each other but that's the only one I really like we kept kept in touch we were just because we were at the same both jobs you know, and um, he feels the same way. You know, we were doing well and everything, and then all of a sudden this happened. So, you know, it, it affects your esteem and all, but at least we have oh, sure. a reference, oh, sure. and, you know, we keep in touch and everything. I just like him as a friend. I'm not interested in them that way, so I don't want to lead right. him on. You understand. But other than that, sure, like, sure, sure. you know, um, you know, yesterday, like, um you know, like I have neighbors that I, you know, I see, but um, 
they have different careers than me. I don't have experience in what they have. They they're already in banking, um, that but you know, and another one works from home. You know, it's like a family okay. business. Okay. But if okay, they're I, just like it. I they're, yeah. All right. I understand. Yeah, I know I understand. you have other calls, I but I do. I've got to. I got to take other people because I'm going to run out of time here. So I got to go. Okay. Oh, I'm <laughs> Sorry. happy. Happy and a healthy New Year, and I'll okay. let you know. Thank you, you so much, Bill. You're, you're you. very welcome. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <clears throat> okay. Um, see. Uh, okay. Let's see. Here is someone at area code three four seven. You're on with Bill. Who's this? Hi, Bill. My name is Tanika. How are you? Oh, hi, Tanika. I think hi. I remember you. Yeah. Are you um, September 3rd? Yes. Okay, good, good. I found, I found you. Okay. What can I do for you? I would like to know what you see coming up for me. Um, I would like a relationship. I would like to be able to support myself, get a good job, all of that sort of stuff. Like, you know, be married, have children, just to finally have a turn in the positive for my life. So I'm just wondering if you see any changes in those areas of moving or a job or love or anything like that. Okay. Um, well, let's see. Again, those two principal indicators we look at, the progressed moon, the inner life, uh, and set, transiting Saturn, the outer life, they're both in houses of transition, um, which in one case, the moon is in your ninth house, which means you're exploring right now, you know, your understanding of things, your truth, what is my truth, which is helping at the same time as you do that to clarify if this is what is most important to me or truthful to me, this is helping me understand where I should be going. Um, but you're going to find a lot more energy and activity in that realm and maybe more things happening in about three months when that moon um, moves into into Gemini, which is the sort of corresponding sign to your sun sign and your moon sign and your rising sign. Remember, you're, you're as we understand, a triple Virgo, <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you because that's a lot of Virgo, um, a very mental and, and analytical and, and very good sign for organizational matters and, and getting things going. Um, but now the moon's going to go into Gemini, a very curious and restless and eager sign. I'm doing a lot of learning and learning new things and being engaged in new things. And that's going to start kicking off in a flurry of new activity or experiences starting in April. So you're going to be in a very different emotional state, as it were, and find your life having more variability and opportunity and things popping uh, at that time. Meanwhile, Saturn has been moving through the very first part of Pisces this last year. And of course, that means for you all this last year, Saturn has been lining up with your own Saturn. And that means you're looking back at the choices you've made for the last 15, 16 years since you were about 29 years old and seeing the results of where you've arrived and what this last year was for was to reassess what did I get right and what did I not get right? What did I succeed at and how did I not succeed and what could I do to correct that? So you've gone through this year of reassessment in 2023 and by by march of 2024 let's say um as saturn now comes to align to your sun you'll make a decision to go one way versus another 
uh, to choose this or that or that. Um, and so I would say that you should prepare yourself that that things are shifting here uh, and something serious is about to happen. Uh, and as it does so, as Saturn lines up with your son shortly thereafter in May, it then begins to begin its move through your seventh house, the house of relationships and partnerships. So you could say that the last several years, and that would be going back to uh, 22, 3, 4, or 21, has been in your sixth house, and you've been asked to realign your life, to do your Virgo work of self-improvement, making corrections, tuning yourself up, and now life's going to get a whole lot more serious in terms of the connections I make out there in the world in ordinary relationships, like with friends or with work, and maybe with a particular person that now I'm in the most serious time I've been in my life in more than, well, in the last 30 years. Saturn in the seventh house only happens once every 29 years. So you're now in this time of 24, 25, and 26 where the most serious developments can take place in the relationship part of your life. Um, so it's, things are going to change. You've been in a period of adjustment, attunement, correcting, and, uh, and getting ready, and then you're launched into a more outward public life a little later this year, okay? Um, yeah. So things are definitely going to change, um, and I would think for the better. Um, because you've been waiting, right? And now something's going to happen is how it sort of fits. Okay? Mm-hmm. Do you okay. see anything um, romance-wise, or you don't see that? Well, well not, it, this, this would not be at all against or counter to romance whatsoever. Um, it would certainly indicate that whatever relationship I'm already in becomes more serious. If I'm not in a serious relationship, one comes along to you know, stir up my, you know, interest or imagination about something. So it doesn't mean I'm going to be in a relationship. It just means all my relationships get really serious now. Um, Mm. And so obviously for that to happen, an existing one, I realize this is becoming something more than it was before, or one comes along my path and I have all this opportunity for a deeper, more meaningful experience in relationship. Um, so for, for whichever it is going to be, m- many people will find when Saturn's in their seventh house, it's the most serious time in their life or relationship. And that's what you're faced with. They're going to be encountering now here in 24 and 25 into 26. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's time. It's time. All right. Okay, let me get to one more person before I have to sign off. So uh, good good luck, and I'll talk to you later, okay? Yeah, thank you. Okay, sure. Okay, and one more person, 917, you're on with Bill. Who's this? Hello? 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 Can you hear me? Hello? Bill, can you hear me? I think I can hear you. Who's this? Okay, it's Alex. 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 It's Alex. Oh, Alex. I know that voice. Yes. Hi, Alex. <laughs> yes. How are you? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I always say my first circle of life is great. And then as ever larger circles are up beyond that, it gets more troubled and troubling. But I, I personally, I'm fine. And, and I'm very grateful and love my life as I'm living it. 
to this point. So it's good. How about you? What's going on? I think I can say the same thing. I think I can say the same thing. Well, you know, I'm a little worried about what's happening. About? With just Pluto and Aquarius in general, because it's my first house, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you well well Pluto, you you won't have Pluto in your first house till near no. the end of Pluto's journey, and it won't get there till the gee till the end of the twenty thirties or beginning of the twenty thirties. So you, you got to wait a while. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good. That's good. I'm happy okay. about that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Any anybody on the horizon? Anything like that happening? Um. Let's see. Um. What's going on in your chart? So Saturn's in your first house. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's in your first house. It's there. It's there for several years. That's so okay. get used to it. It's not going any. anywhere for a while. Um, right. And your progressed moon. Work, 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 just, work, work. Yeah, your progressed moon has just gone into your third house. So definitely, you've just entered a several-year period of, like, very much like a Gemini period of a lot of networking, a lot of communications, a lot of making new connections in your own head and out there in the world. It should be a very active time in your life in general. Steady. And Jupiter's gonna and Jupiter's gonna join that in no short order here a little oh, a few more right. months from now. That, yep. So Yeah, so you're gonna have a lot going on. Uh let me just run all the in numbers. My own head. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's gonna be a lot going on. Whatever that means, it's gonna <laughs> be busy. Um okay. and uh it won't be dull, it won't be boring, which is which is terrible for Gemini, so you're gonna love it. Um That's some people great. like it. Not, some people don't like to be stimulated, but Gemini's, they need it. Um, oh, yeah, I love it. Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah. We can travel okay. otherwise. Okay, but the big news this year for 24 and for 25 is, and it was building in in 23, but now you're there in it for, for the next couple of years, is Neptune is going over your sun. Uh, and and then in 2025, going over your sun and your Venus. So Neptune is the planet of, you know, compassion, empathy, selflessness, sacrifice, universal promptings that can lead to some very interesting circumstances, including love experiences, but they are of a very different order from an ordinary love. And so it can be a magical time, but it can be an uncertain time. And therefore, confusion is something that one has to sort of keep grappling with This one is, you know, really sort of questioning who I am and who am I now, which allows us to let go of things we should no longer be attached to and, and maybe become more um, a more spiritual person, you would say, or a more complete person. So that's happening. Um, but it, but you have to you're going to need help in navigating you know, what's really real with that. Um, that's for sure. And then... Fine. Let's see. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm fine. Um, oh, let's see. And But this is the year that Uranus, the awakener, the planet that stirs things up and shakes things up, is reached one of its two times in our life, like one when we're uh, probably in our late 20s, and one when we're like where you are now in our late 50s, where Uranus lines up, or later 50s, when Uranus lines up with Uranus in a very positive way that allows for a flow and sense of self-realization in terms of opportunities in my life to be more myself in whatever realm that is indicated in. 
you're born with Uranus in your seventh house, which you know you means you're going to be with very unusual people. Relationships will start in very unusual ways. They'll begin suddenly, sometimes, often end suddenly, leading you to the conclusion, maybe I'm just better off being by myself. <laughs> but in the end, what it leads you to do realize is, no, I just need unique people and or unique form of relationship, and it will work. And there may be this magical experience occurring this year where I'm more able to really enjoy this different kind of person in my life, and they're really enjoying me being a different person. There's a meeting here of not that we're all alike, but our differences complement each other, and isn't this delightful? Okay. Sounds something good. Magical, something magical could happen this year. So let me know, okay? Something magical this way comes. I will. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Right. Okay. Talk to you soon. To talk to you again. Okay. Happy New Year, Alex. I'll talk to you again. Happy okay. New Year. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Take Thank care. You. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, everyone. I'm going to go now, and I'll, uh, I'll come back to see you all or hear you all in the next couple of weeks when I continue looking at these other uh, countries and world leaders and so on in, a, in my next show. Okay? Bye for now.